Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stib and Zang Show, episode 50. 50 halfway to 100. It's the 50th episode of the Stib and Zang Show. Uh, today, we are going to be recapping UFC 269 because there's quite a lot to talk about, a lot of storylines, a lot of good stuff. And then jumping into UFC Vegas Fight Night 45, uh, highlighted by, uh, headlined by Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins, uh, Stephen Thompson, Bilal. Muhammad. But before we uh, get into that, Eric, as always, we got to talk about the sponsor of the episode, Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the uh, NFL uh, and NBA. Watch your favorite team. Watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code HOTSAUCE. So get Hot Streak Fantasy app now every week. A uh, quick, easy way to make money while gambling on sports. Uh, it's very uh, quick. If you want to make a bet immediately, something pops in your head, hop on Hot Street Fantasy. There'll be a bunch of bets every uh, changing every minute, everything like that. So if you're into that, check it out, download it, uh, and, and get started. Uh, but as always, um, before we jump into the video, roll it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stim and Zang Show, episode 50. Eric, it's 50 episodes we do this wow. now. Stop. Halfway, that's 50, uh, 50 to go to 100. Yeah. Uh, big uh, milestone there, 50. But um, yeah, we want to thank uh, people who have been watching ever since the first episode yeah. when we started it on our own YouTube channel and then moved over to Hot Sauce. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It's a great, great time to uh, express our opinions about sports. Uh, just like we're going to do in this episode with UFC 269, UFC Fight Night Vegas coming up this Saturday in Las Vegas. Big card there, uh, highlighted by two yeah. uh, big main events that we're going to talk about. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about UFC 269 first. Last episode, talked yeah. about it. We were talking about predictions, talking about who we thought was going to win. Well, now we know all the answers to that. Yeah. As we just, uh, after uh, Saturday, we watched the fight. Uh, a lot of you know bets didn't go our way some bets mm-hmm. went our way thank god uh but the biggest ones obviously were the title fights where we were over two i think a lot of people were either one for two yeah uh or over two uh because uh yeah there was an upset with amanda nunez julia pena uh she is now the bantamweight uh champion women's bantamweight champion of the world dethroning one of the probably the best women's yeah. mixed martial artists ever uh, fight in yeah. Amanda Nunez. Wow. Okay, but let's not get into that. Let's start um, during the main card. Yeah. Um, man, just a lot of a uh, lot of good There's fights. A lot of uh, fights. Yeah, you know, Sugar Sean. He uh, comes out on on top. Yeah. Beats Raul uh, Pie then uh, yeah. in the first round. Was it right? <laughs> round yeah, one knockout. Round. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I know no. you want to uh, talk a little about Sugar Sean yeah. and uh, what this what's next for him because you know he's a not ranked right now the bantamweight division. So what's next? Yeah, I know. But before I talk about Sugar Sean, let's just talk about the crazy transition and intro you just gave. I'm not like that. That intro is underrated that you just gave. The the transition between the topics that was good. Okay. That was a good. Tra- <laughs> this is why there's 50 episodes right now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just gotta give you credit. That was yeah, really yeah, good. After 50, I keep surprising Zang. Um, there you go. That was really smooth. I know that was definitely. That you were was just definitely amazed clean. by it. Eh? Yeah, that was amazing. You okay, but saying. so yeah, so Sugar Sean, you know, going to the fight. Big favorite, but not as big of a favorite that he was as he was in the past. Like usually, he's a huge favorite. Like huge this favorite. one, people had it a little, maybe a little closer, right? And the thing with Sugar Sean is, 
like the thing, Paivo is technically ranked above Sugar Sean, but obviously a lot of no, like rankings don't mean all that all the time, right? So Sugar Sean coming into this fight, he beat two other guys. He lost to Marlon Vera, then beat two other guys. Very like no one really know like not big fighters, right? So then he's fighting uh, Paiva, who who a lot of people said it was gonna be his toughest competition since Marlon Vera goes goes there and puts on an absolute just just beautiful mix, mixed martial like mm. every the striking was beautiful everything was perfect the, the finish everything uh, there wasn't really uh, a weakness in his game um he almost like Paiva tried to take him down like there wasn't a weakness at all he sh- he, he did what he had to, to do um he he got his promotion out so for yeah. Sugar Sean you can see the precision in like everything like he probably looks like or acts like he's not like doesn't really but like he's a precise strike like he's He's not as good as Israel, but he has that similar um, accuracy and precision when he fights and just smoothness, you know, like he's really smooth it. And then um, the thing is once, so people want to see him fight a, a good grappler, right? So that's where people are like, oh, that's, his, that should be his next step up, right? If he wants to be, get to the top. So yep. right now, Sugar Sean's probably going to get ranked around 12. They're probably going to put him at phantom weight. He's what? He's 12th right now. That oh, I'm they put him at 12th? Okay. Ranking MMA.com. Yeah, the UFC Bantamweight rankings. It says okay, Sean so, is 12th right now. So they have him at 12, which is really nice. Um, but Pedro he, Munoz, who just fought Dominic Cruz. And exactly. Lost. So, hey, that's really good for him because the thing with Sugar Sean is I want to see him. I want to see him fight a top, definitely a top 15 or maybe top 10 guy, right? Just even like Pedro Munoz would be like maybe a Marlon to... uh, Vera rematch, number exactly. nine. Exactly. The only thing when. Marlon Vera is, I don't think that fight might necessarily happen just because Marlon Vera is climbing quickly, you know, like, yeah. And, um, he, his fight over Frank Yeager was huge. That was a huge win for him. And yeah, so why would he want to fight sugar? Yeah, exactly. He's trying to look up, right. He's trying to look up the rankings. And, uh, so that's why I don't think he, that, that fight would be really good. Cause it's a rematch for sugar. Sean, sugar, sugar. Sean's always saying, Oh, like, um, I'm 15 and you know, he's always yep. putting the O there, but really there's that one there. Right. So, um, Hey, if Sugar Sean can prove to me that he can beat Marlon Vera, hey, I I, I can forget that one. I I'll, I'll call it. We can call it a fluke, kind of that that first. We can call it a fluke if he yeah. beats Marlon Vera in devastating fashion. But uh, so that's what I'm saying. I hope Sugar Sean comes out um, because he he fought what three times this year already. So which is really good for the UFC fighter. Has three wins this year, right? So hopefully next year we can see what another three fights. But obviously now since he's fighting top guys this can be start being because he's going to take more damage right so yeah for sure um uh, yeah so uh sugar sean hopefully i, I want to see this guy starting to yeah fight some he's real very deals. entertaining because um yeah i but uh hopefully his next fight hopefully he doesn't pull the same you know bs where he's picking a low rank guy uh sure. that he knows he could be because i want there is more to his game and uh oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a really good fighter and yeah. so, uh, well, kickboxer, and I want him to challenge himself uh, a little yeah. more, you know. So he, that's that, that's how fighters grow, gain experience, yeah. and grow as better mm-hmm. fighters is they lose, you know, they fight guys, they learn, um, they learn a lot of technique, and then you know, if they lose, they lose. It gives them experience, and they become better yeah. fighters at the end of it. Sugar Sean needs to uh, take a page out of that book, but like, Ham, excited, like yeah. what Hamza is doing, because the thing exactly. with Hamza is Hamza's literally, like, but Hamza also is very different because people very see how fighter. dominant Hamza is. They they see the dominance. Um, Sugar Sean's a bit more of they can see oh he can get the highlight win the the striking and he has a personality but 
he's he doesn't have all the tool sets yet. Hamza, people see every a bunch of tool sets. Yeah. In him, you know that's why. It needs There's a difference. Needs more to uh, work on his trash talking a little. He's letting Cody Garbrandt kind of uh, kind of yeah. you know, run the run his mouth a little. Uh, yeah. I would love to see something else a little more uh, of Sean fair. O'Malley. Fair. But um, speaking of Cody Garbrandt, uh, he gets yeah. knocked out by Kaikara France. Uh, a bet we took Kaikara France in the flyweight division. Mm-hmm. Not a division we talk a lot uh, about. Yeah. But um, yeah, Kaikara France, number six ranked. I think flyweight probably going to jump up now uh, yeah. to a top five contender. He fights Cody Garbrandt, who, you know, you former uh, UFC bantamweight champ, yeah. Uh, and then you know, first fight in flyweight. I said he was stepping into Kai Car France's world. You agreed, yeah. and then we took Kai Car France, and Cody Garvin got knocked out. Was it first or second round? Was it first round? First round, se- yeah, maybe second. But it was, quick. it was quick. It was quick. Anyway, yeah. Cody Garvin, yeah, he got uh, his chin. He got clipped a few times, yeah, and then uh, went down. So that's what five losses now. In his last six or six in his last seven, something it's five in his last six, I think. Yeah, something he had, crazy he, like that. Yeah, he hasn't won in a while. That's like so. What's like what's next for Cody Garbrandt? He just drops down to flyweight, right? Thinking this was the right yeah. move, but clearly wasn't. Clearly, like glass yeah. chin showed, and it did yeah. show. He's lost five out of his last six now. Uh yeah. sorry, yeah, I'm looking now. It was round one T uh, KO, yeah. three minutes yeah. and twenty-one seconds. So what's next with Cody Garbrandt? Either you can't move down another division. Exactly. So it's exactly so the thing with Cody, because uh, I think he was go- coming down to 125. You know, it's like fresh start, yeah. new league, you know. Um, but then, hey, a lot of people, Kyra France, you don't just come here and expect to, like, first fight. Ky- Kyra France, like, people have been hyping. Like, I know Israel Adesanya has been hyping. Like, this guy has power and yeah. and he can strike. So, but Cody Ray, he has his speed. But that everyone's been, that he always gets knocked out now. Yeah. Almost all of his losses have been knocked out recently. And, um. It's kind of sad to see because Cody Garvin, he was a he was a champ when he was 25 years old. Yeah. So he's he's a very young champ, and he he looked amazing. And then over the last four years, been able to win one fight against not even a really good opponent in the like in his last five or six, right? So then it's it's, it's starting to get brutal, right? Because yeah, like he used to be a champ, but like oh, people were thinking like, is he getting cut soon? But what I the thing is. Um, if he's making the cut down to flyweight, it, it, it's a definitely a, a tough cut for him too, right? So he's got to stay committed, but I don't think he should go back up the bantamweight because I don't think he... The bantamweight division is way too stacked for him. He won't be able yeah. to do any... The thing is, in, in flyweight, if he would have won that fight, he would have been able to challenge for the title. So now Kyra France gets to challenge for a title. Um, he, he gets to uh, fight the winner of Brennan Moreno and Devinson Figueroa that we're going to talk later on. Uh, not, not like in future episodes. Yeah, yeah. The UFC 270. But... So uh, that's what I'm saying. So Kara Fran's going to fight for the t- uh, title. The, he's going to fight the winner or uh, of that. He, he's definitely up there now. And um, Cody Garbrand, I hope he, I hope he just fights some random flyweight guy that he can beat. And that's, then that's what I was going to say. And and then get back up there. You know, like he he is five and six now. He's not the cheapest fighter on the UFC roster, right? We know exactly. that he, he makes exactly. a lot. And so Dana White uh, obviously doesn't like seeing that. I think they give him one more shot at 125 in the flyweight. Yeah, if he loses you know let alone gets knocked out i think that's yeah. it for him he's cut i don't think yeah, exactly. he'll cut him now um you know because it was his first fight in flyweight and stuff like that yeah. and i think he'll have more time now to adjust adjust to yeah. the division um and get ready for his next opponent but man like cody garvin like you said 25 uh, a yeah. young champion in bantamweight 
uh, and it would just be terrible to see this guy get cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> former champ. So, you know, yeah, he has one more fight, I'd say, in him. 125. If he loses, yeah. or like I said, let alone he gets knocked out, yeah. it's done for him. Cody Garment's going to be cut from the he, UFC. He's, he's still a big name for the UFC, right? Like, people, like we would not be talking about Kyra, Kyra France if it wasn't Cody Garbrandt in there, you know? Yeah. I think that's why he went down to... Because the UFC, no, he's still a big name. Like, no one talks... No one knows anyone in the flyway. Like, now we know Kyra France. Yeah. And th- people only know Devinson Figueroa, Brandon Moreo, and uh, Cody Garbrandt. And Ky- that, that's, that's only, there's only, yeah. those are the only people, you know? So that's why I think uh, he might stick in the UFC for a bit. But it's kind of sad because when he fought... Dominic Cruz and he be- destroyed Dominic Cruz uh, for for the, the the title. He put on one of the craziest display of striking accuracy. He knocked, I think he knocked him down like five. It was it was just amazing. He was he was show like everything was perfect. That was his highest of highs. He he looked amazing and then just been down downhill ever since. He has fought decently good fighters, but definitely fighters that he could beat. You know, yeah. like Kara France. Like obviously he lost to TJ Dillashaw. That's a tough. Rob Font still a t- yeah. like. But he has fought good fighters, but um, this is a fight he definitely could have won. The fact that he lost by knockout just shows because pe- people been talking about his glass chin, right? So the fact that he lost by knockout shows like even. But yeah, he is young though. He's still young. I think he's like I believe he's like twenty nine, thirty. Like the UFC still strives on um, like thirty. They are cutthroat. Super- they are cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, they they do cut- hey, make a lot of money and you lose. Exactly. The door off to Eagle FC with Khabib, you go. Exactly. Or go <laughs> to Belta. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened to Kevin Lee. So Kevin Lee signed um, out with Khabib. Eagle but it, 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 I'm, I'm not like Dana is picky. Cause like there's a fighter, like let's say like Donald Cerrone, he's been in the U.S. He, yeah. he hasn't won in like, no. and he's still in the, like, you know what I mean? Tyron Woolley fights four really good guys gets cut and then gets cut. You know, you know, like it is, it, it's, it's really different. Like uh, they, they pick and choose yep. who they favor sometimes. And uh, I will I guess Cody's still young, right? He's still young, so yeah. he still might still have potential. But like I said, um, I think that's it. I think it's the one, and then yeah. I think like that's his career. If he loses, exactly, I fly yeah. weight. Dana White will cut him, no doubt in yeah. my mind, for sure. Um, so yeah, he better get going here, Cody Garbrandt. Uh, yeah. But that glass chin, you know, it sneaks up exactly. on you. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, Jeff Deal Santiago Ponzinibbio was a good fight. Yeah. A lot of uh, that fight was the money maker between uh, exactly me and our our friend Jeff. Yeah, he had some money on that fight. I got money on Jeff Neal. He took Ponza Nibio. Jeff Neal uh, coming up with the win. He's ranking up now in the welterweight division. It's a good, uh, good win for him against. Uh, uh, you know, remember the odds? I said they were yeah, under one ten. They're super yeah. close. Yeah, they've been uh, close. I took Jeff Neal because I figured uh, Santiago, you know, with his flat foot and trade offs, it wouldn't work out, and that's exactly what happened. Jeff Neal wanted that to happen, and I came out with a decision win. But, no, but that just, was a really close. That was probably was. one of the close. It was the closest fight. That's like, why it's a, one it, of the yeah. The it was a split on. decision. It was a split decision. Um, it was definitely like I don't think Santiago proved that he was a, a bad. Like I don't think he proved no. he was a bad. Like it was pretty. Like, it was just Jeff Neal's just a tad. Yeah. You know he, he's yeah, better, yeah, yeah. Like he was better that night, and he, and he deserves to be higher ranked than Santiago. Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. But the one I really want to talk about now, the, the storyline is the one above that. Uh, a co-main uh, uh, event for the belt, yeah. the women's bantamweight, Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena. Second round, uh, rear naked choke, I think it was. Man, this was <laughs> last week. I, I got to apologize, Juliana Pena, I guess. Last week oh, we were sitting yeah. here saying like, 
man, Amanda Nunez by whatever she wants, you know, submissions. So we were so confident and just, yeah. well, for good reason. I mean, Amanda yeah, no, Nunez no, no, no. Yeah. that night was just, she looked sloppy. She didn't look herself. She yeah. wasn't herself. Uh, she was tired. She was out of cardio, uh, you know, and that's eventually, yeah. so let's, let, like, let's break it down here. Like showed up first round. We thought she was, do- you know, she was dominating. She got her to the ground. Oh, she, she looked, looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, they, they were on the ground a little, uh, for a little wrestling, uh, you know, she had that Kimura, uh, she was Juliana, um, she was like holding her arms and stuff like that. Anyway, it wasn't that intense of wrestling that, that we've seen Amanda Nunez before, you know, she's been in worse, but she was yeah. getting extremely, extremely tired. And then the second round came up, um, they go toe to toe and Juliana, uh, Juliana Pena starts like knocking her with these straights. Cause Amanda Nunez, if you're watching the fight, she's trying these looping, uh, punches, right? She's trying to get in looping. Yeah. Juliana's straights kept count like blocking almost the looping punch, right? It was coming in, but her arm was being stopped yeah. by those straights. And she just kept getting hit, hit in the face. Uh, she was flat footed. She wasn't really moving around. No head movement. She looked like Ronda Rousey when Amanda Nunez beat her, you know? Yeah. So um, she was tired and out of cardio, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But how has Amanda Nunez's cardio gone so bad? Uh, yeah. so quickly I have a hypothesis I think it's because back in July when this fight was originally supposed to go down and she got COVID Amanda Nunez then it got switched to December anyway it got delayed I really think this COVID-19 has affected her and her cardio because in you know round one when she fought Katz Zinganu right she gave everything she had when uh, Amanda Nunez fought her you know she was trying to finish yeah. her in the first round and then she got tired that makes sense to me that was an intense first round but this one there was a little back and forth and a little wrestling on the ground, but yeah. nothing like, you know, no, nothing crazy or anything like that. So, and then she got extremely tired. And in the second round, she got, uh, you know, outboxed basically. And then that was that. So, and also there's the possibility of the weight cuts, you know, her and uh, the, the featherweight champ, you know, she, she's uh, cutting weight all the time. That could be a problem. Like we saw with Roy Jones Jr. in boxing, but um, I don't know, Eric, like that, that's, not Amanda Nunez. That wasn't her. That was a sloppy Amanda Nunez. She'll be back in the rematch for sure. But she's yeah. got she's got to fix this cardio thing. If it is COVID that's affected her cardio, then it could be a problem because uh, we've seen you know in other sports players come out and say you know oh they're feeling the everlasting effects of COVID nineteen on their conditioning. So uh, hopefully this is not the case with Amanda Nunez. Yeah. That COVID has affected her her cardio and her stamina because uh, that would be a huge loss. Because she was just way out of it. Second round, she was done. She was huffing and puffing. And then remember, she she get up, she got up against the cage. There was really no fight in her. And then Juliana, all she did was she dropped, she bent her knees, she dropped down low, and she took her down. She literally threw her to the ground yeah. and then went for an e- easy rear naked choke. So that was that. I don't know. It's strange to manage as she's no longer champ. She'll be back, but I think she got tired. I think something yeah. uh, her cardio got affected. I I I've been trying to process, I've watched the fight. I think like three times or I've been trying to analyze like I I still understand how it happens because but it's a UFC, right? It's MMA. A lot of things happen. Um don't for uh, you can't like she was on a 12 fight win streak before yep. that, I believe. 12 fight win streak, and nine of those wins were title fight wins. So there was nothing that showed and a lot of them were decision wins. Like she's been going around, like nothing oh, yeah. showed us that she didn't have like when I saw him, like, I don't see any weaknesses in Amanda game, Amanda's game. I still don't really see any. We- I understand she got, like, I still don't see any weaknesses yeah. in, but that's, I've seen Amanda fight many times, and that's definitely not. Um, oh, yeah. It was a sloppy of the performance. Be- that's yeah, one of the best. 
Okay, wait, I have a, I have an important phone call right now. Can you okay. just pause the thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Dentist was calling. Yeah. Me. So, Dentist. um, yeah. So, uh, Amanda Nunes, just you fought um, her. You've seen her before, and this was a sloppy performance. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, I've like I've I think I've watched almost every single one of Amanda's wins, like ever since she was champion, ever since uh, even before Ronda Rousey fight. So I it just I still it just still doesn't make sense. I've always been Amanda, but don't forget this happens to great. It happened to GSP with Matt. Oh, yeah. Like it, it it happens. You you can lose. Um, all it takes is because the thing with the, with uh, MMAs is it's very situational, right? It's very there's circumstances and let's say Juliana Pena came with a you, you gotta get credit Juliana came in with a beautiful game plan. If 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 I was a coach, not I'd even say, that she was the fighter. I think we've seen the most like go after Ron, uh, not Ronda uh, go after uh, Amanda Nunez exactly aggressively. Exactly. No one. Exactly. No one goes as as great. So, but usually Amanda is good with those fighters that are aggressive, like Cyborg. But she just hits them with the counters. But I, because you know, if 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 a fighter is aggressive, all you have to do is come in with a big counter, which is what uh, Amanda is used to doing. Yeah. I guess they. Now I'm starting to question a bit of Amanda's cardio because I've never questioned her cardio ever. She she's won lot, like five round fights. Like never question her her cardio. Um, but it's just. It, it's just really weird. It's, 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 I don't know. It's sad for anyway, me. Like, yeah, I don't sad. like, I don't like talking because we got to uh, move on cause anyway. I, Cause I still believe Amanda's a great fighter. Uh, the, yeah. she, she should be, a, I'm going to bet on her in the rematch. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to see her bounce back from this, but uh, she, she, I, 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 she just got to, I went wrong with the cardio. Yeah. You know, they're going to work on it. They're going to talk exactly. about it. Maybe COVID exactly. is going to come up, but uh, yeah. yeah, Amanda, she'll bounce back. I mean, there's, Juliana Pena, like I said, aggressively went after Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Amanda kept saying, one more, one more. You got to fight this, which she never, you know, she usually doesn't do with other fighters that she fights. Uh, but she wanted Juliana to, you know, pr- pretty much prove herself. She did. And then she goes and beats her. But uh, there'll be a rematch and Amanda yeah. will be back. So there's nothing to worry about. Just a uh, little, little problem with her cardio. I think they're going to yeah. mouth fix. But uh, yeah, we got to move forward here. Yeah. With the, the, the main one, Dustin. Uh, versus Charles Oliveira. This was Dustin's second chance at the belt. First time he feeds, uh, lost to Khabib, gets choked out. Second time, Eric. We all think he has a good chance here against Jiu-Jitsu specialist Charles Oliveira, but then gets the back given up, gets choked out for the second time. No more belt. That's probably the end of Dustin's belt chase in his career, I would say. Don't know if this is the end of his career. We don't know yet. Uh, that decision still has to be made. Who else yeah. he fights after this? If he just collects the bag, I don't know. That's really who Dustin is. I think this could be it for him after he loses that. Eric, that was tough. It was a sad time. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely because Dustin. Um, if he ha- if he had won this fight, he probably would have been up there with Khabib as one of the greatest lightweights, right? If he would have won that fight, because the lightweight, there's not that much. The history isn't that yeah. consistent. Like, but it's very sad to see because Dustin. I still think he, he's definitely one of the best fighters in the lightweight like history. He's right under Khabib, but I guess Charles Oliveira, he proved to me that uh, uh, MMA is not just about the striking, right? You got to be yeah. able to, like, guillotines can come out of nowhere, you know? So uh, that's the thing with Charles Oliveira is when you're fighting as someone with, like, as good... Ch- Charles has the most finishes in UFC history, I believe. And yeah. he, he, he has, like, he has he's fought in the UFC almost, like, 29, 28, 29 times now. Like, he has experience... Um, the thing with Oliveira is, uh, it's always been about oh, 
it, when, when, before he went on this big winning streak and before he joined the lightweight, he was on this, uh, he, he'd, he'd give up easily. That was, that was his thing. He'd give up easily, but hasn't given up in a while. And now he's shown heart. Um, he's shown his striking is, he outstruck Dustin in this fight too. So you gotta give that to him. His, his jujitsu is amazing. His grappling is good. And uh, in the Michael Chandler fight, he showed that he's not going to give up. You know, he had a huge comeback win in that fight. So, and then on the other side, Dustin, I thought after the Khabib fight and after a couple fights, he's shown that, oh, I can handle these, these submissions. I won't get, I won't get uh, choked out, you know, but it's just sad that two title fights and this, it's the same result. It, they just yep. get his back and they submit him. Uh, I thought he'd learn from that, but hey, Dustin's still an amazing fighter. I'm still rooting for the guy. Um, I know he did tweet. He was like, oh, I, he doesn't know what's yeah. next. It's kind of sad because, because, hey, he's still a big name in the UFC and he's still a really good fighter. Because I, I still think he can be. I, I still believe he can beat Charles Oliveira. Um, yeah, I oh think yeah. if he go, if he beats one, uh, I, I, okay, probably two or three guys. He'd probably have to beat two or three guys. But I don't know if he I, wants to do that. I don't think his time is coming because you have Islam climbing up the. Because now, if you think about it, Islam versus Charles Oliveira, is going to be a close fight. Yeah. Now that he got that win, and uh, but what. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk talk a bit, but uh, I'm, I'm saying Justin Gaethje versus Oliveira. That's what's next, good. and oh, I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah, that is, that is nice, yeah. Very that excited is, for that fight. That is Justin Gaethje uh, versus Oliveira. He thought he was going to face Dustin. He really thought Dustin was going to win. Yeah. Um, but, man, yeah, like, I, I I don't know. It was sad. I, I did say, like, in the episode before when we were predicting this, if Charles were to get his back, it's his to lose, um, which was the case. Uh, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks because... Um, you know, was at the third round. Uh, I really thought, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. But Dustin Luz, I think this is the end for him. I don't know if he fights again. Uh, like you said, there's guys who are lined up now ahead of him for the belt. Justin Gage, he's one of them. Um, I don't know how many fights it will take for Dustin to reclaim that number one spot. Does he want to even go through that? You know, yeah. he's a big family guy, as we know. He's been in the UFC for a year. He, he, he has got, over 25 fights. He yeah. just got paid big time with Charles Oliveira. So, uh, you know, paid in full as he was hashtagging all through these posts and stuff. So I don't know if this, uh, this seems like it could be the end in my, in my eyes. It could be the end for uh, Dustin Poirier. What, he's like 30? Uh, how old is he now? No, he's 30, 30, 32 or something like that. 30, he's young. He's like 38. Yeah. I think he yeah, said yeah, he's yeah. turning 33 in January or something. Like he's, yeah. He's turning 33 very Which we've soon. seen older guys fight, but as we know, oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a big family guy too. So he wants yeah, to be there yeah. uh, with his kids and stuff like that. And he was talking about retirement and there was questions about retirement if he even won. So, but now it just, it's hard. It's tough to see. Uh, but like kudos to Charles Oliveira, you know, him versus yeah. Gaethje is going to be good. I expect oh, him to uh, submit Gaethje. Exactly. <laughs> like Same submit here. Exactly. And same as Khabib submitted Gaethje as They're well. They're the same fighters, Dustin Gaethje, right? So uh, basically... But how, how crazy would that be? Because if you think about it, if, if Oliveira beats Gaethje, all of, like, Oliveira, mm -hmm. and if Oliveira, like, but he's probably he going to lose guys. to Islam, I think, but, like, there's a question between Oliveira, if Oliveira can beat Gaethje, there's a question of who's even better, Oliveira, or, like, is Oliveira going to catch up to Habib? Because Habib, what he beat... He, he didn't defend his title that many times. He beat no. Alec Quinta, who was not like that. That was a free fight. And then as a champion, he beat Conor McGregor. I just um, think it was how he, dominant he, Khabib was is the difference. Yes, in yeah. Rounds. Like, but how many rounds. Yeah, yeah, I know. he's about, How many rounds did Khabib lose in the UFC? Z like zero. Basically zero. Basically. That's, that's why. That's, that's the difference. You know, but, <laughs> how dominant yeah. Khabib. But exactly. But Charles Oliveira's career, like yeah. the number of fights. Like, hey, I understand you might, you might have lost some fights, might have lost some rounds, but yeah. 
just the like the like the the bounce back story, like the like the bounce back, like if if he can rise, like after being down so long, like can rise. It, it's kind of it's similar to the the Manny Pacquiao versus Mayweather debate. Like on one side you have Manny Pacquiao who takes the hard fights every single time and come like lose it comes back right away. Yeah, so, and then you have Mayweather with that like prestigious like or... yeah. Picks is like prestigious, like prestigious, like um, like record. They have that. Oh yeah, they have that. Oh exactly. So no, definitely gonna be interesting to see. It will be interesting, but uh, we gotta move on and actually talk about the thick of things here, which is uh, UFC Vegas forty five. Gonna talk about the two main events, the two fights, big ones. Uh, so uh, let's start with the first one. This is happening Saturday, December eighteenth in Las Vegas. Happens every uh, weekend, and this is what we do. We we talk about the main fights. So, uh, co-main fight, there's a big one. Walter Waite bout between Stephen of Wonderboy, Wonderboy Thompson yeah. versus Bilal Muhammad, uh, yeah. number seventh versus number 14th in the division rankings. Yeah. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, 16, 5, and 1. Bel, uh, Bilal Muhammad is 19 and 3. All right. This is, uh, is this a three round fight or five rounds? I think it's five. Uh, or is it three? I, I think it might, it might be three. Be three. It might be three, but uh, uh, it's a co-main, so I think it's gonna be five then. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how that works usually. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Stephen Thompson, Eric, I, I I love this guy in yeah. the welterweight. Obviously, one of the best strikers in the welterweight division. Yeah. He's got his karate style fighting. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, he's he's definitely the better stand-up kickboxer than Bilal. He, oh yeah. But the the problem what we saw is with Stephen Thompson is what you know what. Cost him his last fight versus Gilbert Burns is his grappling game is not as strong, uh, is not is not as big as uh, uh, you know, physical not physical attribute, but it's not as big as strong point in his game. Uh, and Bilal Muhammad is a grappling guy, wrestling type guy. So this is where you know things might be looking like it's Stephen Thompson's way, but then you know Bilal Muhammad could be a sneaky underdog. But still though, I still think Stephen Thompson will take this fight. Uh, in a decision, I don't think he'll knock out Bilal Muhammad because he's too nice, Stephen Thompson. In a three-round yeah. fight, honestly, <laughs> seriously, he's probably gonna you know knock him down, help him up, Christ, and you know give him grocery coupons or something uh, because that's how nice he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see him just outclassing him in the striking zone. I think you know, can he withstand the takedowns? I don't know. That's a question because I think I'm I'm always sitting here with you know UFC two time like oh no the better fighter you know even if he's a kickboxer he's more experienced he's better he won't let him get taken down whatever but he could get taken down he is 38 years old now Stephen Thompson or something like that 36 37 mm-hmm. uh, he's getting older there's a possibility Bilal Muhammad gets him down and that's where I fear you know where the fight could go his way but I still think he could stay up on his feet Stephen Thompson with his uh, takedown defense. But yeah, I think he's going to take it by decision here uh, and just okay. win the three rounds, outclass him on the strike, and that's going to be that. Okay. Technical fighting. No, that's a very fair analysis. I probably have a pretty similar analysis. It's very weird because the thing with uh, Stephen Thompson is uh, he was like, he basically, I think he like when he fought Tyron Woodley, there he fought him twice for the belt when Tyron Woodley was a champ. I think like the first one might have been a draw, and then the second one was like, they're super close fights. And Stephen Thompson could have easily been the champ, yeah. but uh, he never got it. And then uh, his, his his career started getting it. Like he beat Jorge Masvidal right away. That was that's a huge win. And then lost to Darren Till, lost to Anthony Pettis, and then beat Vincente Luque, who yeah. we know is now yeah that, that was his only loss in like eleven fights, right? And then beat Jeff Neal that we just talked about. 
and then loss to Gilbert Burns. But the loss to Gilbert Burns wasn't it wasn't like he didn't get like it's just like the grappling. It's just a grappling. Like there wasn't a loss. Like he threw nine. He got nineteen significant strikes. Yeah, Gilbert Burns got twenty nine, but he got taken down three times. So that's what like it. It, it there's no like dominant. Like it, I don't think it showed any less of Stephen Thompson's dominance. I think uh, it shows maybe like he's got he's got to get better at grappling because he's definitely not the biggest uh, um, grappler. Uh, a grappler, and he's not, grappler. and he's not the biggest. Uh, what's it called? Welterweight either. Yeah, he's not the biggest welterweight either. No. So you have to take a page out of Israel Adesanya's book because he's one of those guys that's a pure striker basically, and he's able to stuff the takedowns. And he's beaten multiple wrestlers, multiple wrestlers after uh, yeah. a bunch of them. So um, I think Stephen Thompson is going to take this win. Uh, Bell Muhammad definitely not a like he's Bell Muhammad is good. Uh, he's beating some good fighters himself. He beat Damian Maya, but um, I don't. But a lot of people see Bell Bell uh, Muhammad as a boring fighter. I understand that, but he's still a very dangerous fighter. He had that no contest against Leon Edwards, but the fact that he fought Leon Edwards definitely was a big thing. So, and that's where he got a lot of recognition from too. So, um, I, I think it's definitely not going to be an easy fight for Wonder Boy. I it's probably most likely going to go to decision, like yeah. pretty much. Um, I just hope that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson can show his display of striking. You know, he, he's oh, going to yeah. be able to do his thing. I just don't want it to go to the ground too much, right? Because that's also it makes it, it doesn't make the fight boring, but it yeah. also. But I, I I hope there's a lot of, but I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of striking. I, I think it's gonna be a lot of like hesitations. So I hope it's definitely not gonna be the best fight, but it's gonna be a very technical fight. Very, yeah. oh, what's he gonna do? Trying to read, you know. But I hope Wonderboy gets to win because he's a very. Good guy, good fighter, great for the UFC. Everyone loves him, and um, people want to see him become the champ. And um, so, but he can definitely do it because he, he he's definitely uh, yeah. a good fighter. He's running out of time though. He's running out of time. He's got to win. Exactly, exactly. Got to win. Uh, but yeah, you were saying uh, Bilal Muhammad, not a boring fighter completely, but you got to look at some of the competition this guy's had. Uh, his past mm. few by you know he's beaten uh, Diego Lima, um, who got. KO by Matt Brown, basically, right? So you yeah. got to look at the competition. You fight Lyman Good, uh, who could have won that fight, but just got uh, out volume, basically, by Bilal yeah. Muhammad. Takashi Sa- uh, Sato, he's a guy who struggles with grappling in his fighting game, right? Yeah. We know that. That's why he was able to take him to the ground and beat him. Yeah. Bilal Muhammad's a good fighter, okay? I just think... Um, you mentioned he's good. He could be being overlooked a little right now based mm-hmm. off his competition yep. that he's faced. Stephen Thompson is like really good. This would be really big for Bilal Muhammad to come out with a win, especially when yep. he's ranked 14th. If he can beat Wonderboy, it would yep. like that'd be a huge fight. But Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy, he's one of the best strikers in the division. He's fast, like you said. He isn't one of the big ones, so he's fast. He, he's shifty. Uh, but his karate fighting style is what uh, he's KO'd a lot of guys with that fighting style. So if he can yep. keep it on the foot, uh, feet, a bet I would throw down is Wonder Boy by decision. That's probably the best bet you can do. The bet that's going to hit the that's yeah. probably going to hit the uh, the best, most probable. Uh, or if you have money on the side, throw uh, throw a little submission on Bala Muhammad. If you're down, it's not very you know the odds are probably good because it's not really you know it, it might not happen. Uh, but uh, you could probably make some money off doing that. It's probably the only way Bilal is going to win this fight, in my opinion, in our opinions. <coughs> yeah. I would say. Uh, so maybe if you're willing to lose a little. But have quite the game. Throw a bet on that if you want. But uh, let's move on to the main event yes. of UFC Fight Night. Eric, Derek, the Black Beast, yep. Lewis versus Chris Dawkins. 
this is a heavyweight bout. Uh, Eric, Derek Lewis going in as an underdog uh, versus Chris Dawkins here. Over mm-hmm. 120 uh, underdog. Chris Dawkins is under 140 favorite. Uh, 25 and 8 versus 12 and 3. That's the number four ranked uh, heavyweight fighter versus the number ninth. Uh, Eric, Derek Lewis. Uh, last time we fought, uh, uh, watched him, he lost to Surreal Gone back in, was it August, I think it was, for the interim at UFC belt. That was probably his uh, last yeah, chance. Yeah. Probably his last chance at the belt, uh, getting a shot at the belt. I don't think he gets another shot at the belt anymore, Derek Lewis, but. Still one of the most more entertaining fighters in the heavyweight. Obviously, has the more most yeah. knockouts in the division. Uh, Thirty six years old. He's going to get a little crack here at cr- the up up and comer Chris Dawkins, uh, Philly cop Eric, Philly police officer. I think he's now full time UFC fighter. But um, yeah. this is going to be the main event, five rounds, uh, and then it's going to be two big guys going toe to toe. Chris yeah. Dawkins, obviously, he's coming off a win versus Shamil uh, Abdurrahman. Uh, Abdurrahimov, Abdurrahimov, uh, I'm still working on the names, uh, which really put him on the map uh, with his win over Alexi Olenek. Uh, yeah, Eric, I watched uh, the fight Chris Dawkins had versus Shamil, uh, where he beat him in the second round with the KO. Uh, he looked good. However, there is some stuff to look at, especially, you know, has a lot to do with Derek Lewis. Um, he t- takes a lot of shots, Chris Dawkins, as you know, if you watch the fight, uh, even though, you know, he, he clipped the guy a few times and he KOs him in the second round. He does get uh, a lot of shots. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest head movement. Uh, I thought he had quite, you know, uh, mediocre range um, uh, management uh, where he was, you know, standing far back, but he was getting clipped anyway. And he's like, oh, my God, how am I getting clipped from this far back? Uh, he's a very hittable guy, uh, but he's surprisingly fast for his size. You know, he's not the best guy, shaped guy. Uh, you know, it's not like he's rocking a six pack or anything like that, but he is pretty fast for, uh, the, the shape he's in. And, um, yeah, he, like I was saying, yeah. But, uh, the problem with that versus Derek Lewis, if you're going to get hit a lot and stuff like that, better make mm-hmm. sure it's not your chin. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Lewis, yeah. uh, you know, he's probably got the strongest right hand in that division. Uh, like I said, most knockouts comes from that right hand. If he clips you on that chin, you're done. You're, you're fighting. Night's exactly. Over. And so Derek Lewis, uh, where he where he does the most damage is when people, his opponents are coming into him, right? When yeah. they're making their way in, and that's when he clips it, and that's the best approach for his knockouts. Um, and that's what Dawkins was doing versus uh, Shamil. He was kind of walking in. He was getting clipped a little in the bodies and stuff like that. Like I was saying, he wasn't. He doesn't have the best range uh, management. So if, if he does that against Derek Lewis, if he is not aware of that right hand, which he will be, but if he doesn't, you know, work on his range management uh, and protecting that chin, he's going to get clipped. And this could be a first round KO in my opinion. That's what I have Derek Lewis penned at uh, a first round KO bet of Derek Lewis winning. I think he's just got the size advantage. He's got the power advantage and Derek Lewis is surprised. Like look at the guys he was facing. Shamil, Abdurrahimov, Alex Gill. Anyway, these aren't high ranking you have heavyweights. That will, that's why it might, they might uh, make Chris Dawkins look good, make him look fast. But very, very uh, versus Derek Lewis, who's surprisingly a fast fighter for his size. He's a big guy, Derek Lewis. He's a surprisingly fast guy. And so he might surprise uh, Chris Dawkins here with his speed, yeah. too. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm going to take uh, uh, Derek Lewis. I'm okay. not going to bet against the, but I've, you know, I've bet with him and it didn't work out with surreal but uh okay. I'm, not, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna flip on him now i'm not gonna okay, flip fair. on him now no very good analysis for sure um the thing is we have to take into consideration this is gonna be a five-round fight right yeah. yeah so 
this guy doesn't go past three rounds. Like it's impossible. Like he doesn't have like does not care about his body. Like he just he just goes in there to yeah. knock you out, right? So if it goes to decision, if it goes past three rounds, you can give it to to Chris Daukis. And I think yeah. the fact that it's a five round fight definitely goes into the betting line as well. Because hey, you go over three rounds is basically a guaranteed win, and um, and it, you can like every time it goes. Like in the third round, even in the Cyril Gaon fight, you can see Derek Lewis start getting tired. Even though he didn't even throw a lot of punches, he was already tired. Yeah. And I, I, Derek Lewis in his last, like, I'm looking like he barely, he almost never throws over like 30, 50 significant straight. Like he doesn't throw a lot. When he throws and it hits, that's when it does damage. So um, I definitely, I don't think he's going to get, um, it's either, I think Derek Lewis, because if you're betting on Derek Lewis, you're only betting on him get uh, him knocking yeah, him knock out, out in the first two or three rounds, right? Uh, for right, so um, that's why I I probably take that bet because Derek Lewis has has beaten way better fighters and and Derek Lewis has no uh, what's the word notoriously yeah, yeah. notoriously notoriously oh, yeah, okay. been a huge underdog throughout like he's he's been an underdog for most like most of his fights and it's normal but. Uh, even though he keeps proving people wrong, people are still going to bet against him just on the fact that all he's got is that right hand. All he's got is that knockout power. And um, if he doesn't throw that right hand, usually his fights aren't that entertaining other than the other guy beating him up, right? Yeah. So all he needs is one punch. He showed it against Volkov. He showed it against a bunch of fighters. All he needs is one punch, um, especially on a five-round fight. He just needs that one punch. So um, we're let's just pray that he gets that one punch in. Um, I, I think he... He's probably gonna get it done. I think he'll be able to to knock him out. But it's, it's actually pretty surprising that he's an underdog, considering what he's shown over. His, like he's beating way better fighters in this. Like considering the guy's beat, always a top five contender, and he's always, always, always the underdog. Exactly. But um, I'm not gonna lie. If he does lose this fight, his career, he's yeah, his career is gonna go down. But if he if he does win, he's definitely up there again. He, he's he's up there. Um, but it, it's tough because. To give him not now the 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 heavyweight division is getting stacked up right because yeah. you have gone and Ganu then you have Miocic is still in the division John Jones just joined the division right and you have Curtis Blades who's definitely up there too as well so um, it's definitely going to be very entertaining to see uh, what's going to happen with this fight um, I hope Derek Lewis gets the win gets a, a knockout because hey he's great for the UFC he's a great personality and hey he gets knocks he he gets knockouts and that's what fans like to see yeah. Uh, that's why I'm, it's, yeah, I'm taking him too. the size, his quickness, uh, his reach, his power. I mean, those are keys in the heavyweight division. You have to yeah. have, uh, if you want to beat the other guy and he, I think he has them, uh, I think he's got him. I think, but just don't be surprised if he does, if he does, does lose, lose by decision. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't it, think this might... fight goes to decision. I think Derek Lewis knows this. I think he knows his stamina is not the best, you know, yeah. uh, working out. In the back of a Popeyes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Popeyes. Yeah, not the best, but anyway, like who cares? This guy's entertaining. He's a fan favorite in the UFC. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna look to knock the guy out in the first round, in my opinion. And he he knows he's not gonna want to get this fight going into the third. So that's why I'm taking Derek Lewis knockout in the first round. I think Chris Dock is gonna take a wrong step forward, walking in the he's gonna challenge him or something, and then he's gonna get clipped on the chin uh, with the right hand. But uh, yeah, like you said. Y- I could see Chris Dawkins uh, winning. There's a reason why he's the uh, favorite. Like you said, the cardio, everything, that's a lot of question marks with Derek Lewis. If Chris Dawkins plays this uh, passive and, and extends the time, you know, staying out, kind of like Gon was doing, but he's not going to be as technical as Gon. But staying away from that right hand 
and just working on your, even though he has terrible range, he's going to have to work yeah. on that. His range uh, management, because if he gets yeah. too close, he's going to get clipped. But he's got to get close enough to hurt Derek Lewis, right? To get yeah. some significant strikes. So that's where I think it's going to get, it's going to get troubling for him because he's going to get too close or something and or he's going to, you know, leave his head exposed and boom, that's going to be it. So um, best bets for that UFC fight night would be Thompson by decision, in my opinions. That's going to go to decision. Derek Lewis first round knockout under two and a half rounds, you know, put it all. I don't think this goes over. So you want to bet that I don't have the exact numbers probably should have looked for them, but um, uh, I think they're what the, yeah, I think Derek Lewis knockout is not very high uh, yeah. in, in the odds. Cause that's mostly how he you, wins. But you, if you're you going to bet what? on Derek Lewis, bet the knockout yeah. bet under two and a half rounds. Yeah. That that's, 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 for sure. For sure. That's, probably what i have it too you know what i just thought about you know what'd be a really good fight for the fans probably if you throw tai tuivasa that we didn't talk about yet but tai tuivasa who won his fight yep. who's who's uh I, I believe in the top, 10. top he's 10 now i believe so okay so they have him at 10 now because he beat the 11 ranked guy right so and yep. knocked him out so you have tai tuivasa who's a who's starting to become a huge name in the ufc right you throw him against a huge personality in Derek lewis just gonna be a really good fight. I feel like the fans would love that. that would so. be a big, that'd be a big fight for Ty. I, like anytime you get to fight a top five contender is a big fight. Exactly. Derek Lewis, yeah, like you said, the fact that this guy maintains top five status, consistent, yeah. and he's consistently the underdog. Yeah. Um, because and, and it's funny because you know everyone knows what his game plan is. It's the right hand. He's got terrible cardio. And, yeah. Sure, he could take you down and ground and pounce. Rare though, he doesn't throw a lot of takedowns. Uh, but man, that's just the heavyweight smart because you know a lot of big guys that throw one punch and you're yeah. done. Uh, exactly. So that's why the division is very, it's always in constant movement. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are your bets for UFC Fight Night. It's going to be a big one on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Thompson, Wonderboy, and Derek <laughs> Lewis face off headlining that. So make sure to check it out. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be watching it and uh, yeah. it should be fun. Check out those bets on any, on your respective betting website, whatever. Uh, and take uh, Derek Lewis and Stephen Thompson if uh, if you want to listen to us. It's not like what was what was our percentage UFC two sixty nine. What were we wrong? Oliveira. I think we got we, we got most Amanda of them. Nunez, we won't count. Oliveira yeah. will count. We got wrong. No, no. I think the only one we got wrong is Oliveira. I think the the uh, even I Ty we got right. Ty. Oh no! Ty oh Carter, no! I, I, I took Sean. Santiago. But you, yeah. So I was yeah. So the only fight, basically, I'm gonna be like Sugar Sean. Don't count Amanda Nunez's fight, and I'll say, well, we got one wrong at UFC yeah. 269 main oh, card. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, but, check out that. Yeah, it was definitely a tricky. It was a tricky one for sure yeah. the, to bet on because I've seen people literally get every single one wrong except yeah. the Sugar Sean. Like pe- a lot of people were getting uh, this card wrong with because th- that's MMA too. Like it, it was a close card. Exactly. It was sometimes. Sometimes all the favorite wins. Sometimes there's gonna be like, you know, it it varies a lot. So yeah. 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 Well, uh, that's gonna be interesting to see for next yeah. week. Not a lot of UFC uh, happening in the coming weeks. Next big UFC fight will be UFC 270, which is in January. Which is uh, January. That's gone and in Ghana. So yeah. uh, hopefully in France. Hopefully that happens with COVID. Uh, but I don't know. Probably not. But that would be cool to see the fight in France because they're both French. But uh, yeah, UFC 270 on the horizon. 
about next week. We're not sure what we'll be talking about. As always, it's just a weekly thing. It happens. But uh, make sure to stay tuned for episode 51 next week. But as always, thank you for listening or watching if you were here on YouTube with us to the Stibben Zang show episode 50. Uh, and we'll be back next week. So take care, everyone. Peace. Roll the outro!